Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Megillah daf Yudzai in the very end of the first parak of Mesechus Megillah and the beginning of the second parak of Mesechus Megillah. We are holding about five lines into the medium-sized lines on daf Tezayin Amid Beis where there's the indentation from uh, from Tosso. So five lines in, Umaymer Esther Kayim. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, an honor of children. It's also sponsored the Zechusra for Shlema for Rachel Malka Basertel Shendel. It's also sponsored by Simeon Moshe Kleinman, the Rafur Shalema for Rachel Malka Basertel Shendel. It's also sponsored by Tzvi Birnbaum in Akar Satov to the Davyomi. And it's also sponsored by the Cement family in memory of Yosef Yitzchak Ben Yehuda Leib, Joe Rabinowich, whose yard site is today, Neshama Shavan Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about Gadol Talmud Torah, the greatness of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. In that, we're going to demonstrate that it's even more important than Hatzalus Nefashos, even greater than Binyan Amigdash, even greater than Kibbut Aveim, and we're going to learn that it's greater than Kibbut Aveim from Yaakov Avinu not being punished for his lack of Kibbut Aveim while he was in Yishu so the last Gemara in the Perak is going to do the Cheshbon of the 22 years that, uh, that, that Yaakov was, uh, had left his father's house based on the Cheshbon of uh, Yishmael's life, that the Torah tells us how long Yishmael lived, and based on that we're going to be able to do all the math and figure out where Yaakov was at different stages, how long he spent in Shevever, and uh, how long he was away from his, uh, from his parents' house. Then we'll begin, Be'ez Hashem, the second parak of the Masechta, and the Mishnah is going to tell us if a person reads the Megillah in, in different ways, or a Megillah is written in different ways, whether he's Yotze or not Yotze. What if you read the Megillah backwards? What if you read the Megillah Balpa? What if you read the Megillah in translation? What if you read the uh, the Megillah? What if the Megillah's Shuris or or Beserutin or Misnamne or Beserugin? Rather, you read the Megillah skipping, or you're dozing off, or you write it and you darshan it, and you're Magia as you're writing. All of these things we're going to discuss whether you yotze or you're not yotze, and then the Gemara is going to discuss. Okay, what about Halil Kriyashmat Fila? Are you allowed to say those backwards? The Megillah, maybe you're not allowed to say backwards, and we'll discuss why you're not. I'll let read the Megillah out of order. What about uh, everything else that requires a debor that requires saying something? Are you allowed to say those things out of order? Then the Gemara is going to say, what if you say Kriyashma in other languages? Are you Yotze? What if you say Shema, but you're not Mashmiya La'azno? Are you, uh, are you Yotze? Then the Gemara is going to start discussing the order of the Brachos in Shemona Esrei. That uh, when the Anshik Resagdol were masaking the Shemona Esrei, as we have it, why is it that they put these Brachos in the order that we have it? And then the Gemara is specifically going to discuss why it is that the Brachos of Geula is the seventh bracha of the Shemona Esrei and it's going to talk about the notion that Milchama is Aschalta de Geula. That, that's a, it's, a, it's a loaded term, that term Aschalta de Geula, sometimes very controversial when applied nowadays, but the Gemara is going to say Milchama, the concept of Milchama can serve as Aschalta de Geula, can serve as the beginning of Geula. So let's begin again, we're five lines into the medium sized lines on Daf Tezayin Amid Beis and uh, we're up to Umaymar Esther Kiem. So Umaymar Esther Kiem means the Pasuk says Umaymar Esther Kiem Divriya Purmeila Venichta Vasefer, which means that uh, the uh, efforts that Esther made by the Melech in order for uh, to, to benefit Klal Yisrael, that's what brought about the Nase, and that's what caused the Yemei Purim to exist. 
So says Gemara, Maimar Esther in The whole nation was fasting. So only Esther's Hishtadlus did it. All of their fasting, all of their tefillah, everything else that everybody else did, that didn't do anything. So Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan says, no, you have to connect it with the previous pasuk. Previous pasuk said divrei atzomos v'zakasam, and then the pasuk of Maimar Esther, and the, both of those things together, kiem divrei apurim Both of those things together, uh, with, uh, in combination, caused the yemei apurim to come about, caused the nays to happen. So the Gemara makes a deal. That Mordechai was uh, liked by most of his brethren, but not by all of them. So you see from there that once Mordechai got involved in politics, once he was uh, he was in a position of Sarara, so the number of members of the Sanhedrin were no longer associated with him. They didn't connect themselves to him as much. So he's only Ratsui Lerovechav. Of. How great is Talmud Torah? Apparently, its chashivus is greater than Atzalus Nefashos. Because initially, when before Mordechai got involved in saving Klal Yisrael from being wiped out, so not just Atzalus Nefashos, Atzalus Klal Yisrael. So before Mordechai got involved in saving us from the Gezerah of Haman, the Pasuk mentioned Mordechai after the, the, the fourth person on the uh, list of Chashva of people. And then once he gets involved in Atzalus Nefashos, Basar Chamisha, he gets knocked down a notch on the list. Meikara initially, uh, when uh, when the when when we come back from Galus Teretzuel, which was the beginning of Malchus Koresh, Ksiv the pasuk says when it says Ve'ele b'nei Medina ha'olim yishavei Gola, it says Asher ba'u imzru bavel, and they are Yeshua Nechemya Saraya Ra'alia Mordechai Bilshan. So Mordechai is number five on the list. So Lubasov, but then in the Aliyah Shnia, when uh, which was twenty four years after the Aliyah Rishona, which was in the day of Darius the second of Daryav. The second, Ksiv Haboy Imim Zrubavel, Yeshua Nechemya, Azariah, Amya, Nachmani, and then Mordechai, number six on the list, Bilshan. So it doesn't mention, it only mentions Mordechai as number six. So because in between those Tkufos, what changed in Mordechai's life? He got involved in politics. Not politics, he got involved in Salas Klal Yisrael. But apparently when he was only engaged in Talmud Torah, he was worthy of more kavod than when he was engaged in, uh, in Atzalus Klal Yisrael. So this is a little bit difficult to understand. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Yaradeya and Simiration of Sif Yadalid in the name of the Shuvah Sarash, that you're allowed to take money that was designated for Talmud Torah if someone donated to a tzedakah fund that was designated to support Torah and then a Hatzalus Nefashal situation comes up, you can divert that money for Hatzalus Nefashos instead. So the Marshal says, what do you mean? Our Gemara says, So if Talmud Torah is greater than Hatzalus Nefashos, then how can you say that you're allowed to divert that money to a lesser cause? So the Taz on the spot raises this uh, this issue in Simchat and Vav and uh, a number of the Acharim raise the issue and he says, no, no, you can do whatever you whatever you need to do for pikuach nefesh. It's just saying that uh, if a person is zocha to spend his entire life in Talmud Torah, the zechus that he's going to have is going to be greater than a person who ends up spending his entire life in atzalus nefashos. Meaning, it is a greater it is a greater mitzvah, but not not that the halacha is that you choose Talmud Torah over atzalus nefashos. You have to choose atzalus nefashos over Talmud Torah when the choice is given to you. Question is, what ultimately is going to be 
a uh, a greater zuchus. So he says that that's what the uh, the, the Gemara is uh, is trying to highlight. Some sofer adds that there are many ways for Hakadosh Baruch Hu to save Klal Yisrael. If a person, uh, if Mordechai chose a way that will cause him to be vatal from Talmud Torah, so that's a raya that, or if Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose a way that causes Mordechai to be vatal from Talmud Torah, it's a raya that Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't value his Talmud Torah as much, and therefore the the pasuk lists him later on. So uh, so you see that, that Torah is more chashuv than uh, than Atzalus Nefashos. So, so you have to say something, but that's uh, that's the, uh, the 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 issue that the Achronim deal with. Uh, you know, that, okay. So Amar Avi Tamer of Shmuel Bar Marta. Another uh, highlight of uh, how great Talmud Torah is. Gadol Talmud Torah Yosef Binyan Beis Hamikdash. Talmud Torah beats out Binyan Beis Hamikdash. Why she calls Mashu Baruch Ben Neria Kayim so long as Baruch Ben Neria Ezra's Rebbe was still alive. Lo Inicho Ezra Vaala. Ezra wouldn't leave him in Babel and go to Eretz Yisrael with the first Aliyah during the days of Koresh, where a lot of people came to build the Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim. So Ezra was uh, was was not going to build the Beis Hamikdash. Why? Because he still had a Rebbe to learn from in Babel. So you see that Talmud Torah is greater than Binyan Beis Hamikdash. Amar Rabba, Amar Vitzel, Barshmol, Bar Marta, Godel Talmud Torah Yoser, Mikibura Ve'Aim. So this is going to bring us through the end of the parak. This uh, this statement that Talmud Torah is so great, it's greater than Kibura Ve'Aim. How do I know that? Shekolosim Shadim Shari Yaakov Avinu Bevesaver Lo Nenash. As long as Yaakov Avinu was learning was learning Torah in uh, the Yeshiva Shem Ve'Aver, he was not punished for uh, the tsar that he caused his parents by not being there. Amar Mar, because uh, we learned Lama Nimnu Shnosav Shali Shmal. Why is it that the Torah has to tell us how long Yishmael lived? Uh, you know, that's that's not really our heritage. He was a Russia for uh, the majority of his life until the very very end. So why do we mention the years of Rishaim? Why would we uh, why would we go through that? So Kedeliachis Ben Shnosov Shaliakov. All of that is to in order to be able to let us know how how many years Yishmael lived. We're able to know uh, at what point in his life Yaakov. Uh, different uh, different events happened to Yaakov Avinu. It's only through uh, through through Yishmael that we're able to to know those things about Yaakov Avinu. So it's interesting. So long as he was Bebeis Saver, he wasn't punished. But for the 22 years that he was in Beis Lavan, he was punished. Right? That's the implication. Not just the implication. We know that that he was. That, that's why he missed Yosef for that number of years, for 22 years. That, uh, that because he was uh, he didn't have Kibbutz Avim during those 22 years. So the Marshal, the Marshal rather raises the question, why was he punished for not being Mechabit, his parents? It was uh, their their command, it was their idea that he should go to, to hide from Esav. So Menastam, they were mochel on the kavod, and Nav shemochel al kavodo, kavodo mochel. The halacha is, if a parent is mochel on their kavod, the kavod is in fact mochel. So the Chidah suggests that, based on the Sefer Hasidim, that it's true. Ha'av shemochel al kavodo, kavodo mochel, but that's only midine Adam. But bedine shemayim, you're still going to be chayiv. So Yitzchuk was mochel on, on on his cover, that works Bedini Adam, but Bedini Shemayim, Yaakov is still Chayev to be Mechabed him. A little bit difficult to understand. What do you mean Bedini Adam? There's no Onesh, there's no uh, uh, case in Beisdin or anything like that. So, uh, so it just means that's what you're supposed to do. So if it means that's what you're supposed to do, so how could he be punished? Meaning the Adraba, to not listen and to stay there would have been a violation of Kibra Aim. So there are uh, other Terutzim that are going to give the Ben Yoyada suggests that the main Onesh that he had was for the eight years that he stayed at Afterwards, after the avoda, for the sake of his wives, it's just that uh, the the uh, the satan then had a pischon peh against Yaakovinu. That look, he stayed these eight extra years. So the twenty-two years that he was there prior to that, obviously.
obviously wasn't because of uh, his father's uh, his father's instructions. If it was because of his father's instructions, then as soon as a mission was accomplished, he should have gone right back. So it's true he had a reason to be there for the uh, for the first fourteen years, but the last eight years he didn't have a reason to be there. Maybe that, that's therefore Megala that the reason he actually was there the first fourteen years was not based on Sivoyaviv. It was because he wanted to be there, and therefore he's going to be punished. Right? That's the uh, what the 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 Bali Musar all point out that a person is uh, you know a person sometimes does not have to engage in Talmud Torah because Talmud Torah is uh, it's a constant mitzvah, but a person also has to eat and uh, and sleep and uh, and work and daven. There are all these other things that a person has to do, so you can't be constantly engaged in Talmud Torah. But the question is, and what about when you don't have those things to do? Right? Why is it that Bate Medrash aren't packed on uh, I don't know on Sundays when uh, when nobody's working? So why is it that so when you don't have something to do, legal holidays, when you don't have something to do, if we're not engaged in Talmud Torah, so then the question of up in Shemayim is going to be, well, wait a second, it's true, you don't have to be learning while you're doing everything else in your life, but but is the reason you're not learning because you're so busy doing those other things, or is the reason you're not learning because you don't like to learn so much, or you're not uh, you're not so motivated to learn? So it's all going to come back based on uh, on that. So that was the kitrug against Yaakov Avinu. So anyway, the Gemara explains how do we know based on Yishmael's lifespan what happened to Yaakov and at what age these things happened to Yaakov? So Gemara is going to explain that, and and through that is going to demonstrate uh, the years that Yaakov spent in uh, in Shem Ve'ever. And, and which 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 led us to the conclusion that Talmud Torah is greater than Kibbutz Avim. We're told that Yishmael lived 137 years. So let's start with this. How much older was Yishmael than Yitzchak? Our base Hashanin, he was 14 years older than Yitzchak. That Avram was 86 years old when, when Yishmael was born. And Avram was 100 years old when Yitzchak was born. So if he was 86 when Yishmael was born and 100 when Yitzchak was born, that means Yishmael was 14 years older than Yitzchak. When Yaakov and Esav were born, Yitzchak was already 60 years old. So So how much older was Yishmael than Yaakov? So now it's easy to do the math. If Yishmael was 14 years older than Yitzchak and Yitzchak was 60 years older than Yaakov, so Yishmael was 74 years older than Yaakov. Bar Shivim Bar Ba. Yishmael was 74 years old when, uh, when Yaakov and Esav were born. Kama Paishan Mishnei. How many years uh, did Yishmael still have left to live when Yaakov was, and Esav were born? Shitin Utlas. 63 years. So a very Paishan Cheshvan that when Yishmael died, Yaakov was 63 years old because Yishmael was 74 years older than Yaakov. He lived for 137 years. So Mele, Yaakov was 63 years old when Yishmael died. So Vitanya and the Brisa tells us how Yaakov in Aviv Ben Yaakov was exactly 63 years old when he was blessed by his father Uboba Perek Mesi Yishmael, and that's exactly when Yishmael was dying. That when Yishmael died, because we know. 
the pasuk tells us around the time the Yitzchak was was blessing Yaakov. Vayar Esav Kiverach Yaakov Esav saw rather the Yitzchak blessed Yaakov. Vayilch Esav El Yishmael. So Esav went to Yishmael. Vayikach his machlas pas Yishmael achos nevayos, and he took this wife of machlas pas Yishmael, who is achos nevayos, as a, as an isha in addition to his other wives. So since it says Vayilch Esav El Yishmael, so we obviously Yishmael was still alive. But how do I know that Yishmael died right then? So Mimashma, meaning right then when Yaakov was receiving the blessing, when Yaakov was 63 years old. Because Mimashma, I mean, and therefore we know that Yaakov was 63 when he received the blessing. Meaning the puzzle doesn't say how old Yaakov was when he got the brachos from, uh, from Yitzchak. The pasuk just tells us that, just tells us that Yishma, based on the math that we did, that Yishmael was seventy-four years older than uh, than Yaakov. But we don't know uh, how old Yaakov was when he got the brachos. But if we're able to prove that Yishmael died when Yaakov got the brachos, then we'll know that Yaakov must have been sixty-three because we know how long Yishmael lived. The Torah tells us he lived one hundred thirty-seven years. So it must be that if we're able to prove that Yishmael died right then, then we'll know that Yaakov was sixty-three when he got the brachos. So mimash from the fact that the pasuk says Bas Yishmael, when at the very moment Yaakov is getting the brachos, or right, right in the aftermath of Yaakov getting the brachos, Ace of marries someone who's described as Bas Yishmael. Why does the Torah then also have to describe her as Achos Nevayos? If she's Bas Yishmael, she's Achos Nevayos. So Malami Chikitchi Yishmael Umeis Visia Nevayos Achaha. It must be that uh, that what happened was Yishmael gave her over for kiddushin. And then, then Yishmael died, and therefore it, the fact that she was Achos Nevaios mattered because Nevaios was the one who was then able to uh, to take care of the Nisuin, to give her off to Nisuin. So you see that Yishmael died right when Yaakov was receiving the brachos. So once we see that, so Shitin uh, so uh, the 63, 63 years, Yaakov was 60, and Esav were 63 years old at the time of the brachos, Besar, and then 14 years that followed it from the time he left uh, Lavan uh, for so at the time he worked for his two li- two wives, Adam Misyalid Yosef until Yosef was born, Havi Shivin Vishiva. So that should have left him with seven years of working for each wife. It should have left him with at the age of seventy-seven when Yosef was born. Uksiv, and the Pasuk says, Yosef ben Shloshim Shana Paro. That Yosef was thirty years old when he was standing before Paro. So seventy-seven years Yaakov was seventy-seven years old when Yosef was born. Then Yosef was thirty years old when he was only the Paro. So that should have left Yaakov at Hamea Vesheva. Yaakov should have been 107 years old when Yosef became the Mishnah Lamelech. So, uh, and then you have to add how many years was Yosef already the Mishnah Lamelech by the time uh, Yaakov got down to Mitzrayim. So Shev de Sava, you have the seven years of uh, of plenty, Vitarti de Kafna, and then the two years of famine, Hamea Vishitzar. That would put Yaakov at 116 years old when he meets Paro. So by all the math, it should work out. Yaakov was exactly 116 when he meets Paro. Problem is, there's a Pasuk that says that that's not true. Uksiv, the Pasuk says, Yeah, Paro takes one look at Yaakov and he says, how old are you? He says, I'm 130 years old. But our, our cheshman was Meir V'shitzer Avian, that he was 116 years old, not 130 years old. So it says, It must be 
that there were 14 missing years. Where, where, where are those 14 missing years? Those were the 14 years that he was engaged in Talmud Torah, Titania, because the Brisa tells us, Yaakov was in Beis Ever for 14 years. And the Brisa adds, Ever lived for a while after Yaakov left the yeshiva, it was two years after Yaakov had arrived at Lavan's house. So Yaakov was 79 years old when Ever died. So Yatsum Yisham Ubalo Laram Nairaim. He left the base marriage of Ever and he went to Aram Naraim. Nimsuk Shaman al Be'er. So when he was by the Be'er in Aram Naraim and he met Rachel for the first time, Ben Shivim Vishavashana. He was 77 years old because he was 63 years old when he got the Brachos. He spent 14 years in, Yish- in, in, in Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. So he was 77 when he met Rachel. And therefore, for those 14 years that he was engaged in Talmud Torah, he wasn't punished. How do I know that he wasn't punished for not being Mechabed his parents during that time period? Because the Brisa tells us that Yosef was taken away from his father for 22 years as a Midah for the amount of time that Yaakov spent away from his parents. So it uh, says, But Yaakov was away from his parents for 36 years, not for 22 years. It must be that the 14 years that he was in Beis Ever don't count toward that uh, toward, toward that Cheshbon. That so a couple of things over here. First thing is, we have said that that when Esav took this wife of uh, Basmas, Bas Yishmael, Achos Nevayos, so it was that Yishmael was alive at the Kiddushin, and then uh, Nevayos was the one who took care of the Nisun because Yishmael was no longer alive at the time of the Nisun. So in the Rosh Yosef, he raises the question that uh, by B'nai Noach, there's no such thing as Kiddushin and Nisun. There's no Erisin and Nisun by B'nai Noach, right? The Rabbim describes anyone who wants to, uh, who, in the beginning of Hilchasishos, that the way it worked was anyone who wanted to get married, he would just bring the woman home and he'd be boil her, and that's it. Then they were married. He says, A guy would meet a woman in the shuk. If they decided it made sense that they should be married, so he'd bring her home and they'd have a beer in private, and that's it. And then they're, uh, they're married. Given Shinit Natora, oh, once the Torah was given, Nitstavi Israel, Shemirsish, Lisa Isha, Yiknosat Chilbuf Meidim, Vachar Kachtia But then the Torah was given, then there came this uh, double thing. There's Kiddushin, followed by Nisuin, Kiddushin, which makes her Neshashish, Klape, the rest of the world, and Nisuin, which uh, allows them to uh, to be together. So so, uh, so so what does it mean that Eris and Nisuin? So some of the Achronim uh, suggest, Sivse Chacham suggests, that Erisin over here means that it was a engagement. It doesn't mean what we call Erisin. It means that they agreed that they're going to get married at some later date. So Yishmol was around when they came to that agreement. And Yishuin is when they actually did the Mesir of Yishos, when they actually began the uh, the marriage. Because otherwise it's very difficult. It's one thing to say that the Avos were Mekayim Kala Torah Kula Nitna, that maybe there was such a thing as Erisin and Yishuin. But say Yishmol was Mekayim and then Esau was Mekayim Kala Torah Kula Nitna. That would be very, very difficult to say. Furthermore, we said that in the 14 years uh, that he was in uh, Shem Vever, he wasn't punished. 
because uh, so uh, so 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 uh, I mean there was fourteen years that he wasn't punished for because he was only punished for twenty two years. So he said, oh, those must have been the fourteen years that he was in Shem Ve'ever. So asks the Chasam Sofer in a tshuva in Choshemishvat Simintes Osal. Chasam Sofer says, how do I know that the years that Yaakov wasn't punished are the fourteen years that he was in base Medrash Ever? Maybe it was the fourteen years that he was in base Lavan when he was being mishtadel for the mitzvah of Puravu, and that's why he wasn't punished because Gadol Piriv Rivya Yosem. Pasuk says, "Al Kenya Azov Ish Esavivesimo B'Davak B'Ishto." Yeah, it's a, it's a beferish pasuk that you're supposed to leave your parents in order to be davak b'Ishto, in order to be able to have children, in order to get married and have children. So uh, maybe the years that he was in Shem Vever, Hitaka was punished, and it was the Talmud Torah that he wasn't punished. Uh, the, the, the that it was the the years of uh, of of uh, of, of, of Puru that he wasn't punished, and maybe therefore you don't have a right that Talmud Torah is gadol from Kibbutz Aim. So the Chassam Sofer suggests that the Mitzvah of Puravu could have been fulfilled in his father's house also. He didn't have to fulfill it somewhere else. He's the one that chose. He had to run away from Esau, so therefore he had to get a little bit of onesh for, being, for, for making that choice of leaving his parents' house. As opposed to Lima Torah and Beis Medrash Aleiver, he was not able to be Mekayimit somewhere else. So even though he learned and he was Meshamish, his father Yitzchak, throughout his life, Nevertheless, his limud was miskaye more by aver, and he couldn't be mekayim mitzvah talmud Torah karatui somewhere else. And uh, the, that, that Torah of shem aver apparently made more of an impact, right? That's the Torah Chazal tells that he gave over to Yosef. So even though, yeah, he learned Torah also by his parents' house, but when it comes to gadol talmud Torah, it doesn't just mean says the Chassam Sofer whether you're learning or not learning. It's also the quality of the learning, and therefore that is what uh, Paskin and Shulchan Aruch, based on uh, what is it Shumas uh, Adeshin, I think. Uh, that if a parent says, I want you to learn in this yeshiva, so the parent's not saying to, to go out of the yeshiva, the parent's saying, I want you to learn in this yeshiva. And the, the, the son feels that he can learn better in a different yeshiva. He does not have to listen to his parents. And the case in Shumas that he talks about is where it's more dangerous. The place that he wants to learn is more dangerous. And the parent's just worried about the well-being of the child. The child still does not, is not uh, technically obligated to listen to the parent in that case, because God will tell the Torah. That's the, uh, the great value of of, uh, of Talmud Torah. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the the uh, the cheshbon. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky has a famous word on this in Amos Yaakov Al Torah, where he says, "I don't understand. I I, I get that Talmud Torah is uh, maybe greater than Kibbutz Avim, but if your parent asks you to do something and you start doing it, you're allowed to just take a 14 year break with something that's more important. Meaning, you're osik mitzvah right now. You got to do what you got to do. So a parent says, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky gives the mashin. Says, parent says, please do me a favor, go to the store and pick up some milk. We need milk in the house." You say no problem. So you uh, take uh, five dollars or whatever milk costs. I have no idea. And you uh, and you and, and you go and you you, you go toward the uh, to, to to the store. And as you walk into the store, you see a yeshiva. Oh, let me learn. So you stop in the yeshiva for fourteen years, and then you come back fourteen years later with the milk. So you're kind of in the midst of keeping of aim. You're kind of that 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 Talmud Torah is okay. You're not going to be nanash for that. So says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, no, 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 it's the wrong muscle. He says, here's the muscle. Uh, the parent says, do me a favor, go buy me a lulav and esrog. And you're like, sure, I, I don't know anything about the halachas of lulav and esrog. 
So you spend some time learning the halachas of lulav and esrog so that you can buy a proper lulav and esrog for the parent. That's part of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. So the parent says, go get married. I have to have a foundation of Torah before I'm able to get married, before I'm able to to find the right woman. So that's part of the uh, the mitzvah. It's part of the kiyum. That's what uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says. And in order to survive in Galus, that was what it's really about. In order to survive in the base Lavan, ha- my parents don't want me to die spiritually when I'm in base Lavan. Obviously, they want me to be able to thrive spiritually. I'm not going to be able to do that without uh, without a serious foundation of Talmud Torah. And that was the Torah of Shem Ve'ever. It was Torah of Galus, of how do you survive in uh, in Galus. Okay, so back in, uh, in, the, in the Gemara. So the Gemara says, wait, a second. Once we took 14 years that Yaakov wasn't uh, wasn't punished for, um, so uh, so uh, so so to be Slavin Esrin Shnin Havyan. That's what we're up to. That the uh, the the years that he was in Beislavan was that was only 20 years. So why was uh, why why was he uh, uh, 22 years away from Yosef? Because it took two years of travel time. Also, that he stayed in Sukkos for 18 months. So the bias that he built was for the winter time, which is six months, and then the Sukkot was uh, for the sake of the summer, that's when you have Sukkos, which was another six months, and since the bias is Belosh and Yachid, and Sukkos is Belosh and Rabim, you see that uh, there was one one winter and two summers. So if each one is six months, that's 18 months. Ube Beisel asas shisha chadashim, and Beisel, he was another six months, Vikrav Zvachim, and he brought uh, Zvachim, so you see it's 24 months that he was, uh, that he was Baderech, that go to the, that, that, that ultimately leads us to two years that he was on the road. So, Sahadrin Allah, Megillah Nikres, now we begin the second parak of Masechus Megillah. Hakaris and Megillah Mafreya. If a person reads the Megillah out of order, lo yotze, he's not yotze. The whole purpose of the Megillah is presume nisa that you're telling the story of how everything fell into place. So if you start with the end and then finish at the beginning, it's not a very good story at all. That's not Mefarsim the Nase at all. If you read the Megillah Balpeh, not Mitoch Haksav, or Krat Targum, you read the Megillah in a Lashon Targum, in Lashon Aramis, or B'chal Lashon, or you read it in any other language, Lo Yatza, you're not Yotze, Aval Korin but people who don't understand Lashon HaKodesh could be read in a foreign language, which is not Lashon HaKodesh. Va'aloish Shashama Ashuris, and a person who doesn't understand who doesn't understand Hebrew only speaks other languages, but hears it in Lashon Hakodesh, Yatza, he's still Yotze. If you read the Megillah with major pauses, you keep stopping in the middle. So, umisnamneim, uh, or a person is dozing off, yatze, you're still yatze. Hayakosva, if a person was writing a Megillah and he's uh, he's copying from a uh, Megillah that's in front of him and he's reading a pasuk and then writing it, reading from one, writing on the other cloth. So darsha, or he's reading from a Megillah kasher in order to uh, to darshan in Yane Megillah. Umagia, or he's reading a Megillah just to see if it's kasher. He's checking the Megillah. So im kivin libo, if he has kavana for kriyasa Megillah as he's doing any of these things, yatsa. Im lav lo yatsa. But if he doesn't have kavana while he's doing these things, he's not yatsa. Hayisuksuva b'sam b'sik if the Megillah was written with different types of dyes that are different colors uh, or made of uh, tree sap or, or made of uh, uh, shoe black or something like that or al-niyar, or you write the Megillah on something that's, that, that, that's uh, made from niyar and not from uh, cloth, not from normal cloth or a cloth that's not, uh, that's not properly treated, 
that uh, didn't go through an ibud, the tanning process. Lo yotza suva ashuris. He's not yotzei megill until it's written in loshna kodesh ala sefer on a proper cloth that went through a proper ibud ubidio, and it's got to be with black ink. So there are dinim of uh, the language of the the megillah, dinim of the cloth of the megillah, and dinim of the ink of the Megillah. So you need all of those things. Ashuris, Allah Sefer, and Bidiyam. So now says the Gemara, Minani Mili. We go back to the first Halach of Mishnah. We said that if you read the Megillah backwards, you read the Megillah out of order, you're not Yotze. So how do we know that that's true? So Amarav Adam because the Pasuk says in the Megillah that Kimim Kibla Yehudim to make Shnei Yom Meila, Kiksavam Ukizmanam, each and every year. So you see that we uh, we, we we make a hekish between Kriyas and Megillah, that's Kiksavam, and the, the, uh, the, the, and, and the Zman of Kriyas and Megillah, which is Ukizmanam. So we learn Mazmanam, just like the Zman of Kriyas and Megillah, meaning Yudalad and Tesvav of Chodesh Adar. Lemafreyalo, if uh, Yudalad never comes after Tesvav, and Tesvav never comes before Yudalad, meaning that's the way time works, it's linear, so it's uh, the, the, the later date always comes before, always comes after the earlier date. So so it must be that the mitzvah of Kriyas and Megillah is also not going to work Lema So midi Kriyaksivahacha. Wait a second. The pasuk says Kiksavam. What is it? Where, where do you get anything about Kriyas and Megillah? Asiyaksiva. It says uh, Kiksavam writing the Megillah. So maybe you have to write a Megillah in order to have a kosher Megillah. You have to write it in order, which is Takanat Alach. But maybe you have to write it in order, but you don't have to read it in order to because the pasuk says at the beginning of the pasuk Lios Osim Shnei Hayamim. So and, and that's where it says Kiksavam. Must be that we learn not to read the Megillah of Mafreya from the following. That the Pasuk is talking about the way they're Makayim Mitzvah Purim, which is Bizachira, which is the Kriyas Maisa Megillah, and Asiya, which is the celebrating of the days of Purim. So Iskish Zichira La Asiya, Ma Asiya, just like the days of Purim of Yudalid for regular cities and Tesvav for Mukafim. Never comes in a different order. It's not shaykh to have tesvav before Yudalit, even though we did have a discussion whether what happens when Purim falls out on Friday and tesvav falls out on Shabbos. So the Gemara entertained one uh, one shita that in such a case the people who uh, who are lived in walled cities taka would read on Thursday and you'll leave the benayir on uh, Yudalit. But but the the time the time doesn't change orders. Says uh, So too the reading of the Megillah also cannot be done the Mafreya. So Tan of So with the Brisa taught us that the Allah Mafreya not Yotze is true by Halal as well, that you can't read Halal the Mafreya. Vikhain Bakriashma, the same is true for Kriyashma, Ubitvila. And when it comes to Shmonasra, you have to say all Shmonasra Brachos in order. Halal minala, and how do I know that Halal has to be read in order? Rabba Amar Dhsiv me Mizrak Shemesh Anmivo. One of the Psukum of Halal is Mizrak Shemesh Anvo Muhulal Shem Hashem. So just like the sun always uh, starts shining in the east and sets it rises in the east and sets in the west, and that never changes, so too uh, so, so too Muhulal Shem Hashem, the halal that you give can also not change its order. Rav Yosef Amar a different makar. Zehayom Asa Hashem, the Pasagans, that just like the day that uh, always runs in order and it never changes, so the morning is always before afternoon, which is always before evening. 
so too Nagilav Nismachavo, which is reference to Halel, should also be in order. Third possibility, Rav Avya Amar, Yishem Hashem Mivorach, that the Pasuk says, Yishem Hashem Mivorach, that we're Mivorach and Mahalel, the Shem Hashem, in the right order, and not Lemafreya, that it's Yehi, that it should be Bahaviyasa, it should be in the right order. Fourth possibility, that based on the order of the world, that the past is past, the present is present, the future is the future, so too Yishem Hashem should also be with a Seder, and it always has to be in that order. Kriyashma, how do I know that Kriyashma cannot be read Lemafreya? Titania, Kriyashma, Kiksava, Kriyashma has to be Belashon HaKodesh, Tivir Rebbe, the Chum Omrim Bekalosh, and the Chum say, nah, it could be any language. My time with the Rebbe, why does Rebbe think that it has to only be Lashon HaKodesh to say Kriyashma? Amakra Vahayu, Vav Yasanyu, because the Pasuk says, Vahayu, which implies intact in the way that uh, that it was given over in the Torah itself, in Lashon HaKodesh. Rabbanon, the Rabbanon say that Bekalashon, my time ayu, Amakra, Shema, it says Shema Yisrael, so Bekalashon Shat HaShemeya, we dash from there, that in whatever language you understand it, that's going to be good enough. Does Rebbe deny the fact that it says Shema, which implies Rebbe uh, has a different limud from there. Rebbe says that Shema teaches us that you need to uh, say it loud enough that you're able to hear it with your own ears. Whatever you're saying, you have to be able to hear. For Rabbanon and the Rabbanon who don't learn that drasha from Shema, they hold that if you're not Mashmiyalazno, you're also Yatsiv. But what are the, the Rabbanon who hold that Bakal Lashon Yuriot say? What do they do with Bahayu Advarim? Doesn't Bahayu Advarim imply that it's got to be Bahaviyasan, that it's got to be in Hebrew? No. Ah, that's why I'm recording this whole thing. The Rabbanon will use Bahayu to tell you that you need to read it in order, that you're not allowed to read it backwards. The Rebbe and Rebbe who learns from Bahayu that it's got to be Bloshon HaKodesh, where does Rebbe know that Allah from that it's said in our Mishnah? So uh, that, that with the Gemara extended from our Mishnah. So midvarim hadvarim. It's from the extra hay in hadvarim. The Pasuk could have said vahayu dvarim. From the fact that it says hadvarim, that comes to tell me that it's got to be kisidra and it can't be lemafreya. Vrabanan. What about the Rabbanan? Why don't they learn that from dvarim hadvarim? Why do they need a Pasuk vahayu to tell me that? Dvarim hadvarim lo mashmulu. They don't think the extra hay is enough to teach me that din that you can't do lemafreya. So it says more lema kasav rebi. Lukhara we can prove that Rebbe holds that Kalatarakulbachalashanemra, that the, all the other Kriya Satara that we do in Shul could all be in whatever language you want. And it's Dafka by Kriyashma, where we have a drush that tells me it's gotta be Blashna Kodesh. Because if every Kriya always has to be Blashna Kodesh, why do I need a special pasuk by Kriyashma tell me it needs to be Blashna Kodesh? Says Murno Isra, Salkadaitah Shema, Krabana and Kasrahman Vayu. It could be that Rebbe holds that all Kriya Satara has to be Blashna Kodesh. But I would have thought that Shema is an exception because the Pasuk says Shema, and maybe we should darshin the Chalosh and Shatr Shemeya. So since it says Shema, so that's why I need Vahayu to tell me otherwise. So maybe the Rabbanan hold that Kalatara Kula could be said, it has to Dafka be said, Kodesh. Because if you hold that Kalatara Kula could be in any language, why do I need a Drush to tell me Shema that you could do it in any language if the whole Torah could be in any language? 
No, the reason the Rabbana needed Drasha to tell me that Shema could be in any language is because I might have thought that uh, the Vahayu tells me that it uh, that it's got to be Loshna Kodesh. Ah, oh, that's why I need to say Shema to tell me any language. So Tfila Minalan. So now we we already proved that Halal has to be said in the right order, that Shema has to be said in the right order, that you can't do it with Mafreya, and all of that all of that came up because we mentioned in the Mishnah that Megillah has to be said in the right order. But what about Tefillah? How do I know that you have to daven Shimon Esrei in the right, correct order of brachos? Right? Not every time you have a series of brachos does it have to be said in the correct order. It happens all the time under a chuppah, right? That uh, they call someone up for the third bracha and he says the fourth bracha. Or more frequently now, you see they'll call someone up for the first bracha and they'll say the second bracha. Because the Sheva Brachas cards that they have under the chuppah is uh, is the Sheva Brachas cards for after a su'udah. For some reason no one ever had the chachma of making Sheva Brachas cards that actually work for under a chuppah that are in the proper order. So you look at the number on top of the card. It's the wrong number. So I've been at a half a dozen weddings where that's happened. And they do it. So what do you do? You just say all the brachos. So, you know, so switch it around. This one gets out. It's, uh, the, the seder is not ma'akim. But by Shemona Esrei, it's, it's critical that it, that it be in the correct order. So why does it have to be in the correct order for uh, Shemona Esrei? So it's filah minalan. Titania, Shemona Pakuli, here's your Shemona Esrei brachos in front of Rabbi Gamliel. Shemona Pakuli arranged the 18 brachos in front of Rabbi Gamliel, ala seder, based on a particular order, biyavne. Amr of Yochum, Ramil Masisa, Tana, may have asked Mizakanim, there were 120 members of the Anshik Nesagdolo, Behem and among them, Kamen Nevi'im, that were Tiknu Shmona Asri Brachos Al Seder. Our Shmona Asri is not Stam. This was uh, a lot of thought went into it, and it was put together by very, very big people. So, uh, so Tanur Abanim, Minayin Shomrim Avos. How do I know that you say Birchas Avos of Magen Avram Shenamar? Because the pasuk says Havul Hashem Bnei Elim. So that's the the Avos that you mention uh, in front of Hashem, the Bnei Elim. The Avos are the Ayale Haaretz. O Minayin Shomrim Gevuros. How do I know that there's a Brach of Gevuros Kishamim? That that's Yorid Begvurash Nemar Havul Hashem Kavod Vaoz Vaoz Strength Uminayin Shom Kedushos How do I know this Brach of Ata Kadosh Nemar Havul Hashem Kavod Shmo Ishtach Vul Hashem Bahadras Kodesh So Umar Ro Lomar Bina Why do I have a Brach of Ata Chonein So Achar Kedusha Davka After Kedusha Shnema Vigdishos Kedosh Yaakov Has said Okay Yisrael Yaritzu That the Bnei Yisrael Are Makti Shem Hashem And then Vesamachay Right after that it says Viyodu Tovei Ruach Bina That after their Makti Hashem They learn a sense of Bina. So you see that uh, that after you mention Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you daven for Bina. Umaro Lomar Tshuva Achar Bina. Why did they put Tshuva after Bina? Right? So Dechsev Vav Yavin Vishav Verafalo. So after the lave understands, so then you're Shav B'Tshuva. So that's why you mentioned Tshuva after Bina. Ihachi Leim Rufua Basra De Tshuva. So then Rufa'enu should come right away after Tshuva. So why is it that we don't have Rufa'enu immediately after uh, after Tshuva? We have the, the Rufa'enu is after Gula. You can't uh, put Rufua before Salach Lanu. You have to be Kovea Salach Lanu first, right after Ashivenu. So right after Tshuva is Yarbel Sloach, is Slicha. But what told you to go with that Pasuk? Why don't you go with the Pasuk which tells me that Rufua happens right after Tshuva? Why did you choose the Pasuk that talks about Slicha? So because there's another pasuk that tells me that Rafu is after slicha. Uh, 
l'chol avonechi, harofe l'chol tachlu oichi, hagol mishachas chayoichi. So you see that Rufua is right after slicha. So the Meimur de Gula Rufua basu slichu. Do you want to tell me that uh, Gula and Rufua are after slicha? According to this uh, pasuk, it turns out that Rufua and Gula come only after slicha vaksiv v'shavrafalo. But it says v'shavrafalo sounds like right after tshuva's Rufua. So ulav Rufua de tachluim he el Rufua de slicha he. Now the pasuk is not incorrect. There is Rufua right after tshuva, not a, a physical Rufua, a spiritual Rufua, Rufua from our chatoim. Umaro lomer Gula b'shvius. Why is Gula the seventh bracha? Amaravim mitok shasid in ligal b'shvius because the Gula is going to happen in a shnas hashmita leficha kavua b'shvius. That's why they were kovei Gula in the seventh year. I've uh, frankly gemara vamer mar, but didn't we learn that seven years prior to bias Gula, there's uh, the, the, it's going to be different than all the other years. In the first year, there's going to be famine and then uh, etc. And each year is going to have something unique that happens. And Bashishis, the sixth year, which is uh, before the Bias Hagula's Kolos, uh, Ben David is going, Mashiach is going to come. Bashvius Melchamos, and in the seventh year, Melchamos is going to happen. Matzai Shvius Ben David Ba. And then finally, Ben David, the Kolos, that Ben David Ba is going to come in Shishis, and Matzai Shvius Ben David's actually going to come. So says Gemara, uh, answers Gemara, uh, meaning, so the question is so Gula only comes in the eighth year, not in the seventh year. Says Gemara, who, who, who defines Gula? Melchama Nami Aschalta de Gulahi. If Melchama happens in the seventh year, that is Aschalta de Gula. Rav Shachtarafim quotes a Chasam Sofer that says that any Melchama, not even ones that involve Jewish people, any Melchama is considered to be Aschalta de Gula. It's all part of the unfolding of history, which is the Aschalta de Gula. Okay, we'll stop there and we'll pick up with Umaro Lomar uh, tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Okay, so I guess I'll be back.